Hi, this is Aileen and this is the Journey Home Podcast. And today I wanted to have a conversation around this idea of what is mindfulness. And I think it's a really interesting topic. I think without knowing it, we may have a lot of preconceived ideas about what we think the topic mindfulness relates to. I came across this in my own personal experience. When I was in India, I was with the teacher Ramesh Balsakar. And when I was over there, you know, the journey was all around going to teachers to hear about enlightenment and how could one achieve enlightenment. And when I went to Ramesh Balsakar, the thing that was incredibly different about him as a teacher was that the very first question that he would ask you when you'd arrive there is, what is it that you think enlightenment is? And then the second question he'd ask you, what do you think enlightenment is going to bring to you that you don't already have? And it was actually quite, um, it was like kind of getting a slap on the face and kind of waking you up because it made you stop and really consider this thing that you were, you know, chasing after and really try to put words around what it was that you thought it was going to, what you thought it was and what you expected from it. Because what we weren't aware of was that in the background, there was a lot of expectation um, around what, for me at that time, it was enlightenment. What was that going to bring? You know, what was what was the point of us? You know, there were really, really interesting questions and they really kind of jarred us out of our stupor around the idea of enlightenment. And when we all kind of looked at it, we all kind of thought we wanted like, you know, eternal peace or connection to oneness or whatever these idyllic ideas were. And you know, when we really looked at it, we were looking for complete and utter uh, peace, not to have to encounter suffering. You know, Ramesh Balsgar pretty quickly dispels those concepts. So when we come to this question about what is mindfulness, I find it really helpful because I see within my own practice that um, when I went and did a lot of meditation I had this idea of what I thought it was meant to look like. For me, it was meant to look like a no mind, like no thinking. And I spent a lot of time trying to get rid of my thinking. You know, the more that I've sat with that, the more teachers I've been with, the more I realize that that actually isn't the case. So within this podcast, what I'm asking you to do now is, can you ask yourself, what do you think mindfulness is and then can you also contemplate and think what is it that you're expecting mindfulness to bring to you and if you're listening to this which obviously you are <laughs> can you pause it and can you go and re take a few minutes to rewrite down what responses what came up for you and there is no right or wrong answer there is just what you're there and the more that we can actually see what's here that is actually mindfulness. So if you want to write those down and then come back to us. I want to read out a couple of definitions of what mindfulness is. So the first one 
which I find always really helpful to look at is in the Oxford Dictionary. Its actual definition of the word mindfulness is a mental state achieved by focusing one's awareness on the present moment while calmly acknowledging and accepting one's feelings, thoughts and bodily sensations. So that's the dictionary. Jack Cornfield says that it's to see the world afresh without being lost in our reactions and our judgments. And in seeing it afresh with clarity, we begin to be able to respond to the world rather than react to us. I like to translate mindfulness as loving awareness, an awareness that knows what's present and also brings a quality of compassion and loving kindness to us. You know, what they both point to, mindfulness isn't a passive experience. So as I said earlier on, when I originally started doing meditation, I had this idea that meditation and mindfulness was about having no thoughts, that thoughts were the enemy that I was to have this mind that was without thinking. Really what I've come to understand more and more is that actually it's not about getting rid of the activity that's here within my, it's about being with my experience in a different way. So we can have a mind thinking, being active, whatever it is. And if I'm completely immersed in those thought patterns, then I'm kind of lost to it. So I love the example of when you go to a movie theatre, you know, when they used to actually have a projector that would be behind you. Well, you're, you know, sitting in your seat and the movie comes on and then you're completely lost in the story, completely immersed. It's happening to you. If it's very frightening, it's very thrilling. You know, you're having these actual reactions as if it's occurring to you. Well, that's us really lost within that story. Whereas if we turn around in our seat, we'll see that from behind us, you know, there's a projector projecting this image onto a screen. The projector that's projecting these ideas is our conditioned belief systems. If we don't inquire, if we don't bring mindfulness to them, we are lost in them. Reading mindfulness is not about getting rid of our thinking, not getting rid of our emotions not getting rid of our feelings. It's actually becoming way more intimate with our feelings, with our thoughts and with our bodily sensations. Not only do we become intimate with them, but that we accept them, that we don't judge them, that we bring interest and curiosity to what's arising within our human experience. We bring kindness and compassion towards what we're experiencing. Mindfulness starts to shed a light on the patterns that we are living through. When we're born, you know, we're born into a family, you know, we're either the eldest or we're the youngest or we're in the middle or whatever it is. And different things happen within our upbringing that shape the belief systems and the conditioning that we are given. Uh, we go to a school. That further gives us other defined belief systems. And then if we're in a religion, we're going to get more from there. So our environment and where we're born kind of 
layers us with a set of belief systems. And as a child, this is who we are. This is our identity. This is how we function in the world. This is how we operate through the world. And if we continue to just operate through this set of belief systems, we live in a very narrow perspective. And so we're not really present because we're only living through this conditioned belief system. And what mindfulness is doing, it's actually starting to notice these belief systems. And then it's creating a space for us to actually start being curious around them, being interested in them, and actually wondering whether or not they are the way that we want to go, or maybe they're not the way that we want to go. And if they are the way that we want to go, well, we're doing it with awareness. And if they're not the way we want to go, well, then we're making a new decision. But we're making a decision from a mindful point of view. I think it's important to really look at that because one of my belief systems would have been that mindfulness and meditation was this state of no mind, no thinking. And that by itself created a lot of frustration because, you know, thoughts were there. And then more and more as I practiced, I realized, oh, it's actually not about getting rid of these, but it's about recognizing these. It's not about pushing them away. And also within the whole idea of wanting to push them away, there is an element of detachment. I didn't want to encounter the feelings that were difficult. I didn't want to encounter the emotions that were steeped in suffering. I didn't really want to have to come close to those parts of me. And that was a strategy and was a strategy when the suffering or the difficulty might have occurred. It was an effective strategy, but it's not a long term strategy. And so learning to have this mindfulness to these patterns and seeing that they're there actually allowed me to reconnect to myself. So as opposed to using mindfulness as a way to detach from myself, to create this state of no mind or stillness or a way of being away from my human experience, it actually brought me back to my human experience. And it's a it's a curious thing because, you know, it's called spiritual bypassing. And I absolutely did it for many years. And it was a very helpful thing for me to be able to just skirt past experiences that I did not want to have to come face to face with. But actually coming to mindfulness and really allowing what's here to be here is being in the present moment. And that means having, you know, difficult experiences, allowing them to be here without judgment, without aversion, with kindness, with curiosity. I really find the questioning of what do I believe mindfulness to be and what do I expect from it? Like that in a nutshell is a great exercise, which is mindfulness in action. Because you're first off asking yourself a question and you're asking yourself, okay, what is it I think that I mindfulness is? So straight away, we're starting to see our belief systems around mindfulness. And then what is it I'm expecting is showing what am I setting myself up for? You know, if I have an expectation that I'm never going to suffer again, if I practice mindfulness, or I'm never going to have to deal with difficulty again, then, you know, I'm going to be on a very long path. So 
it's it is mindfulness in action we are shedding turning the light of mindfulness onto our belief systems and we're actually seeing them in action mindfulness to me as it is said in the dictionary it is about being present but being really present not pushing away anything that we can acknowledge and accept our feelings, our thoughts, our bodily sensations with kindness, with compassion, with curiosity, with interest. And the more and more that I can do that to myself, for myself, well, the more that I show up in the world in that way and the more that I can be kind and accepting towards the relationships around me, the people around me, towards the experiences that I have in my day-to-day life. Viktor Frankl's quote, probably one of my favourite quotes, you know, uh, in Man's Search for Meaning, amazing book to read. Um, He says, between the stimulus and the reaction, there's a pause. And in that pause lies our freedom. That pause is mindfulness. That pause is the moment where we stop living in conditioned belief systems. We start to wake up and we start to see what's really here. So I hope you enjoy the question and um, look forward to hearing about it.